0: Welcome in to the Chiefs Business Podcast. You're here with Andy and
1: Gavin.
0: We are the father-son podcasting duo uh, who loves the Chiefs and uh, we want to talk a little bit about it. You ready to go, Gav? Yeah. Let's get down to business.
1: Good joke. (laughs) (sighs) It's the Chiefs Business Podcast.
0: All right, so uh, for our first episode here, uh, I think it would be, probably be a good idea just for us to reset what the roster looks like through the offseason thus far. So uh, we'll just take a quick look through uh, our off season additions, uh, our departures, and where we think there are some weak spots in the roster that we probably still need to do something about before we get around to training camp next season. So let's jump right in. Do you want to start with the additions or the departures?
1: I don't know what either of those are. Additions.
0: Additions are what, are. what are the first three letters of the word addition? A-D-D. And, and what do you do when you add in math? You add. Do things get bigger or do they get smaller?
1: Bigger. Bigger.
0: So you think, what do you think the additions do?
1: Make stuff bigger?
0: Make the team bigger. Okay, well. New this, players, The
1: basically. team is stuff.
0: <laughs> All right, so these are new players that have been added to the Chiefs roster.
1: I have no idea who these are, by the way. Well, I'll help you. Okay.
0: The first player that they signed and the biggest name and the most money was offensive guard Joe Tooney from the New England Patriots. Ew. He's not playing for the Patriots anymore. He plays for us now.
1: I'm not saying he's gross. I'm saying the Patriots are gross.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He's going to be playing left guard. For the Chiefs, a position last year that was manned by Kelechi Asimile until he got hurt. Then he was replaced by Nick Allegretti, former seventh-round draft pick. So it should be quite the
1: upgrade.
0: 2nd largest addition that has been made to the Chiefs roster this offseason is... Defensive tackle Jaron Reed. He will be playing right next to Chris Jones.
1: Ooh, lucky!
0: At least on pass rushing downs, there has
1: uh, kind of kind of lucky.
0: <laughs> there has been some talk that he, uh, since he is in there on running downs, usually first or second down. That Chris Jones may actually play defensive end on the early downs. And then Derek Noddy and Jerron Reed would play defensive tackles on those downs.
1: Did Chris Jones used to play defensive tackle?
0: He still does play defensive tackle. And he will be rushing usually from the inside where the defensive tackles play. Just on the running downs, he may be moved outside to trick the offensive lineman.
1: Hey, I'm the other guy.
0: Yeah, because those offensive linemen may be going against the same players on every down, and so if they start to see different people in there that have different skills, it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to adjust. Tactical. <laughs> so the third uh, offseason addition thus far is offensive guard Kyle Long.
1: I've heard of him, but I'm not sure exactly who he is.
0: Uh, He is actually somebody who took a year off from the NFL last year. Really? Yep.
1: Who did he play with?
0: Prior to that, he played for the Chicago Bears.
1: Honestly, I was playing Madden this morning, and I beat them.
0: Madden 20? He might actually have been on that game. For the Bears.
1: Well, I beat him. Yay.
0: <laughs> well, the reason he took the year off last year is because he had quite a few years in a row where he kind of had some injury issues. So he wanted to take some time, let his body heal.
1: Like, was it a ton of different injuries or was it the same injury that just was a really big one?
0: Uh, I think it was a ton of different injuries. Um, so he just wanted to get some time to get his body right get in good shape, and then make his return.
1: Well if, a, well, if it's a whole ton, he might still have some recovery to do. But I think after a year, he'll be good enough.
0: In his introductory press conference, he said he felt good. So that's, that's a good thing for sure. Yeah. So he's, uh, he played right guard for the Bears um, when he played there. He also played a little bit of right tackle, too. But he's been a very good player, at least historically, when he was with the Bears and when he was healthy. Um, he, uh, he won an All Pro once and he's been to a Pro Bowl as well. So uh, he has the potential to be a very, very good player. But he may not even be a starter because we are also getting Laurent Dovernay Tardif back, the Canadian doctor.
1: What? Do
0: you know the Canadian doctor? LDT, is he sometimes referred to.
1: I feel like I've heard of that.
0: He's on the Chiefs in Madden. The game that you play. Who
1: does he play for?
0: The Chiefs. He, he just... He is... Uh, he got his medical degree. He went to medical school in the off-seasons while he was playing with the Chiefs. So whenever he retires, he can actually go and become a doctor and and help people. But since... Covid was happening. He wanted to use his his medical skills to help keep people safe.
1: Can you he help the other guy?
0: So <laughs> he could potentially. Uh, I think
1: he'll be. I think he'll be up and running by the time that he can really do that.
0: So uh, there actually were stories. Do you you remember? Did you watch the game when Patrick Mahomes got hurt against the Broncos?
1: Yeah. It was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, so LDT was actually out on the field when it happened, and there were rumors that he was telling people what to do until the trainers got out there to to, to help him with his with his knee.
1: He was trying to get so he was trying to get Mahomes out.
0: No, he was he was telling other people what to do, like not to move and stuff like that, because that could potentially make injuries worse if people move around and like the, the knee would be forced to move because people got it more moving around on top of my homes. But LDT, since he's a doctor knew that. So he was helping make sure that it didn't get worse until the trainers got out there to help Patrick.
1: So he's a trainer, but he's a football player.
0: And he's a doctor.
1: So he has two jobs.
0: Yep. He just does one in the off season. And actually this past year, since COVID was happening, he ended up deciding to um, opt out of of last year's season so that he could go and help people in Canada um, so that they they, they could stay safe and and away from COVID. So that's pretty cool, huh? But he will be back this year. So it will be down between uh, LDT, the Canadian doctor, and uh, Kyle Long to see who's going to be the right guard this year. That was a nice whistle. Thank you. The next addition, also on the offensive line. How
1: you, many people did we draft for the, awesome, for the offensive line?
0: These are signed, not drafted. Draft hasn't happened yet.
1: Okay, whatever.
0: Uh, is a center named Austin Blythe.
1: I thought you were going to see Austin Ryder.
0: Austin Ryder is actually still a free agent, and uh, but
1: people people thought that they, that we were going to bring him back.
0: Uh, there reportedly, we we have made offers to try and get Austin Ryder back, um, but there wasn't a lot of movement happening on that. So the Chiefs decided to move on and sign Austin Blythe.
1: Two Austins.
0: Well, only one Austin, the other Austin is a free agent, has not yet signed anywhere.
1: No, I'm saying like just in general, two Austins. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Austin Blythe was a 16-game starter for the Rams last year at the center position.
1: Did they do good last year? The Rams? Yeah.
0: They were in the playoffs, I believe. They made the playoffs and I think they got beat in the first round.
1: Oh, so they had to play in the divisional?
0: The division, uh, the wild card round. Oh yeah. Wild card because then divisional wild, then it? champion or conference championship. So
1: because it's wild.
0: No, that's just the teams that make it in that don't win their division are called wild card teams. Yeah, I know. So that round of the But it, the playoffs but it's a wild game a wild because
1: whoever loses gets knocked out. But, so it's wild.
0: All of the playoffs somebody gets knocked out.
1: In March Madness, every everybody gets knocked out.
0: That's true, except for the winner.
1: This year was Baylor. Yep. Absolutely dominated Gonzaga. They did. Sixteen point game, I think.
0: I don't remember what the final score was, but it wasn't really ever close.
1: I think it was like eighty-six to seventy. Something like that.
0: Yeah. All right, well, back to the Chiefs. Yeah. Austin Blythe. Prior to being a 16-game starter at center for the Rams, he played guard for two years with the Rams as well.
1: How do you switch positions?
0: Uh, That's just considered versatility. And players that possess versatility uh, provide more value because they're capable of playing at multiple positions.
1: What does versatility mean?
0: They have the capability of playing at multiple positions.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Just like I mentioned before, Kyle Long had played at right guard and right tackle. Multiple positions. Versatility.
1: Okay, you're getting me confused here. Okay. Next up is. Next up!
0: A new addition, slash, an old player for the Chiefs, tight end Blake Bell. In 2019, Blake Bell was tight end two, right behind Travis Kelsey. Probably his most famous play was, I believe, it was against the Houston Texans in the divisional round of the playoffs. He caught a little spring, sp- screen pass and uh, took it in for a touchdown when the Chiefs were busy scoring a whole bunch of points on the Texans. Did we win? Uh, yeah.
1: What was the score?
0: 51 to 31 was the final score.
1: 20 points? Wait, I didn't know I was that good at math.
0: That is 20 points. And do you know who scored the first 24 points of that game? the Texans. The Chiefs were losing 24 to nothing.
1: And oh jeez. And they
0: came back to win 51 to 31.
1: So we got 51 po- like was that like ha- halftime? Like halftime?
0: Um it was 24 nothing in the second quarter. And then I think right before halftime we scored 21 unanswered points. So they were ahead 24-21 at halftime. But then the Chiefs just kept going and ended up getting to 51.
1: Money, 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 money.
0: It was not a fun game at the start, but it was really, really fun to watch when they started coming back.
1: Were you crying?
0: No, I was not crying.
1: Was anybody here crying?
0: Here? it's just you and me here. Were you crying?
1: Y'all like not here, here, but like <laughs> people that are listening.
0: Maybe. They might have been crying.
1: Boo hoo 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 hoo.
0: So, anyway, Blake Bell is back to be competing for that tight end two position behind Travis Kelsey. And the final offseason addition, at least thus far, is fullback Michael Burton.
1: At first, I thought you said Michael Farton.
0: No, Michael Burton. He is taking the place of the retired Anthony Sherman.
1: He's retired?
0: He decided after this past football season that he was going to retire.
1: Did he play for anybody else before he played for us?
0: Before he played for the Chiefs, I believe he played for the Cardinals. I think we got him in a trade with the Cardinals. Javier Arenas, if I remember correctly.
1: Are are the Cardinals even good at all?
0: They have been good in the past. Then they went through a stretch where they were not good. Last year they missed the playoffs, but I think they were eight and eight. Eight and eight. Yep.
1: That's not bad.
0: That is not bad. No, they signed uh, they signed JJ J. Watt this off TJ Watt used to play. Wait, now he
1: plays for the Chargers. I get the Cardinals and the Chargers mixed up.
0: Hmm. T.J. Watt plays for the Steelers. I think Derek Watt used to play for the Chargers. The third Watt brother.
1: There's so many Watts (laughs) that play football. It's true. It's less confusing with the Manning bros. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. What is his name again?
0: Those are the two brothers that played in the NFL.
1: What's the other one's name?
0: There's another brother. I don't know what his name was, but he never played in the NFL. Their dad played in the NFL.
1: You got TJ Watt? TJ Watt, JJ Watt.
0: And the guy's name that I just said.
1: I forgot what it was. T.T. Watt? Derek. Derek Watt. Yep. Those are the three Watt brothers. Those
0: are the three Watt brothers. And do you know why Derek Watt is not named DJ Watt?
1: Why? Because he's not a DJ?
0: No, because at the time that he was growing up, there was a television show called Full House. And on that show, Full House was a female character named DJ Tanner. So he did not want to go by DJ because then that was a famous fictional character who was a girl.
1: Historical.
0: (laughs) The more you know. Do, 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 do. What? (laughs) It's the sound of a public service announcement. All right, so now let's move over to see who has left the Chiefs this past offseason. Are you ready to go through those? Yeah. Do you know who any of these are? Do you remember anybody who's left the Chiefs?
1: Like retired?
0: Well, retired is one. Yeah, but signed elsewhere.
1: Anthony Sherman.
0: Anthony Sherman, you're right. Anthony Sherman has retired, yes, so he is considered a departure. Also...
1: Departure means down, right?
0: Departure means they left. So, yeah, our roster would go down because they're not on it anymore. Offensive tackle, Eric Fisher.
1: Wait, we we lost him?
0: We cut him, actually, because he got... Uh, What is usually considered a season-long injury right at the very, very end of last season, right before the Super Bowl, he got hurt.
1: So So the injury
0: he got usually is kind of difficult for offensive linemen to come back from.
1: What injury did he get?
0: He tore his Achilles.
1: Boom goes that. Dynamite? Like it's dynamite, say, ayo, <laughs> baby, let's go. All right, so
0: as opposed to paying Eric Fisher the, I believe it was $14 million he was owed, they cut him and they saved $12 million against the cap.
1: Wow. What's the cap?
0: Salary cap is a pool of money that is the same amount for every team.
1: Ooh, can I, can the I teams can not, go take that money? No.
0: Oh. I mean, if you become a professional football player, it's a you pool can s- of
1: money. I can't resist.
0: If you become an NFL player, you can sign a contract and get some of that money.
1: It's a pool of money. I want the money.
0: <laughs> it is an amount of money. Oh, that you said uh,
1: a pool of money.
0: I, I, I didn't mean it in a literal like water pool sense.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: The, so it is an amount of money that is the same for each team, and they are not allowed to spend more than that amount of money each season on players. Wow. Yep. So since Eric Fisher was going to be hurt for the majority of the season, if not all of it, uh, the Chiefs made the decision to cut him to save some of that money. Also cut... Also, on the offensive line, right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz.
1: Does he wear shorts a lot?
0: Shorts for Schwartz? I would imagine so. Most people wear shorts, especially in the summertime.
1: It's not the summertime.
0: Springtime, you're wearing shorts.
1: You're wearing pants. It's
0: because I just got home from work.
1: Not true. We already
0: ate. We ate dinner, yes. You
1: didn't just get home from work.
0: It's Fair enough. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, that means in this off season, and they actually did this on the same day, the Chiefs cut both their left tackle and their right tackle because of injury concerns and saving money against the salary cap. Both of them? Both of them.
1: For the same reason?
0: Uh, Not the exact same injury, but they were both injured.
1: What what happened to Mitchell?
0: Mitchell Schwartz had a back injury, and he had to have surgery on some part of his back. They haven't specifically said what it was. Um, But, back injuries and offensive linemen usually aren't a thing that will end up going away, so... There is always the possibility that he could come back and play, but uh, it doesn't seem like he's in any hurry right now um, because he has been uh, on the free agent market, as has Eric Fisher, and neither one of them have signed with anyone yet. So I guess there is always the possibility that if when those players get healthy uh, and the Chiefs have a particular need at the position, they could always see if they might be able to sign one of those guys back. Okay. Also departing the roster this year, wide receiver.
1: Boy, oh, I, I know, I know, I know. Who is it? Sammy Watkins.
0: Sammy Watkins.
1: And I'm not glad about it. We already know who he's with, and it's with the Ravens.
0: Yep, he signed with the Baltimore Ravens. So it is kind of sad to see Sammy go.
1: But we couldn't afford him.
0: But... Well, I'm not sure that we necessarily couldn't afford him, but one of the things that we re- the Chiefs really had issues with last year was players being hurt and not available to play.
1: He did get injured.
0: And Sammy is somebody who got hurt a lot. He was only with the Chiefs for three years. Really? Mm-hmm. But in each one of those three seasons that He's he was with us, he missed games because he was hurt
1: it has been with the Chiefs since I was five. Because if it's three years, I'm eight right now. And it's five. Yep. Okay. But in
0: 2019 and the Super Bowl, which was in 2020, I don't believe that we win those games if we don't have Sammy Watkins on our team. He caught the touchdown pass in the AFC Championship game that sealed the win. Against the Tennessee Titans. And he got a first down against Richard Sherman, who's one of the better corners in the league in the fourth quarter on the long drive that we ended up scoring the yeah, can I go ahead touchdown.
1: Yeah, can I go see what the score of that game was? What game? The Titans and the Chiefs game.
0: 35-24, I believe, was the score on that one.
1: Let me go check that.
0: I don't know why, but my co-host is leaving. So we will keep working our way through the departures from the chiefs this off season. Next up, defensive end, Tano Pasño. he was a uh, a draft pick actually in the same season uh, that Patrick Mahomes was drafted. It was the second round draft pick that year, defensive end. He's a very long 6'8", very lanky defensive end. Never really was quite able to put it all together. But he uh, he had, was our starting defensive end last year after Alex Okafor got hurt and uh, didn't have a great season.
1: By the way, it was 24-35. to 35. You got it right.
0: Nailed it. So, did you have any thoughts on Tano Passigno departing the Chiefs and signing with the Saints?
1: Wait a minute, is that? My only thoughts thoughts on, I mean, speaking of the Saints, I'm really sad to see Breeze go.
0: Yeah, Drew Breeze finally retired. You like Drew Breeze?
1: He was a good man.
0: Yeah, seemed like a pretty good dude. Good teammate. Yeah. So. All right. So we just got a couple more people to uh, to cover here as far as the off season departures go. Running back, Damian Williams.
1: Wait, what? What?
0: Damian Williams.
1: Wait, we're we're dropping him? We cut him. He was gone last year, but that was just because his mom had surgery and because Mm -hmm. he wanted to stay away from the virus.
0: Yep. He opted out last season. Would have been the last season on his contract. So he opted out. uh, It was because his mom was sick so he would be able to spend time with her and came back and... uh, the Chiefs decided to move on from Damian Williams. So yet another guy that probably the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. Did do um, their performance.
1: Did um Oh, what's his name? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Did he get back from that injury?
0: Uh he did. He was actually back for the Super Bowl last year.
1: Lie? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. La oh. No, it wasn't last year. It was this year, but it was the 2020 season.
0: 2021. Yeah, 2020 season and the 2021 Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55.
1: Yeah. By the way, who won Super Bowl 53?
0: 53, I believe, was the Patriots. Patriots. They beat the Rams.
1: I I asked Alexa, and she said they beat the Eagles. And I was like, that's not right.
0: No, I think the only, well, no. They played, the most recent time that the Patriots and Eagles played in the Super Bowl, the Eagles won. That was...
1: And she was wrong four because... Four years
0: ago. But there was actually, quite a while ago, that was very early in Tom Brady's career, um, the Patriots played against the Eagles when Andy Reid was the head coach. and um, Did they win? For the Eagles. And the Patriots won that game.
1: Boo! <laughs> I, I, I'd be surprised if a uh, Patriots uh, thing was listening to this.
0: They might. Anybody can find it and listen if they want to.
1: By the way, I just gulped if you didn't hear.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Dramatic effect. Damian Williams. I no longer that. with the Chiefs. He has actually signed with the Bears. And former offensive coordinator Charles Nagy, who's now the head coach with the Bears. What? Offensive coordinator Charles Nagy.
1: Did the other guy get fired? Which guy? The other coach.
0: Which other coach?
1: The first coach.
0: I didn't hear what you said. You're not talking into the microphone.
1: The first coach.
0: Which first coach? Of The, the Bears?
1: The coach before the guy that's coming to town this year.
0: Who's the coach that's coming to town this year? For the Chiefs? For the Bears. Oh, no, Charles Nagy's the coach for the Bears. He has. He's been. been the coach for the last two years.
1: Oh, you said the new coach, and I was like.
0: I said, who is now the coach? I didn't say he was a new coach.
1: You're, you made it sound like he's a new coach.
0: Okay. Well, he's not. He's been around for a little while. But Damian Williams signed uh, to play football for the Bears.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Then the last departure, at least what I would consider a significant departure, uh, from the Chiefs so far this offseason is linebacker Damian Wilson, who has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: last year didn't the ja- when we played the Jacksonville Jaguars i remember i have this i have this flashback of um uh um robinson being punched punched yeah he got punched in the face the guy got ejected
0: i don't remember that
1: he got punched
0: what i remember about the last time that we played the jaguars it was opening day of the 2019 season. Yeah, it was. And but, uh, Sammy Watkins had like 200 yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, but there was like an argument between uh, Robinson and uh, somebody from the Jaguars. And then they were just yelling back and forth. And then he got punched.
0: I don't remember that part.
1: Kind of hard to remember. It was last season, dude.
0: Yeah. I remember the television feed went down at the end of the game. And so they switched us away from our own Chiefs game even though the game wasn't over. And while we were gone, Frank Clark intercepted a pass.
1: This kind of hilarious
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so those are all of the off season additions and departures, at least thus far, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, as we take a look at the roster, I feel like there's still a few places that we need to work on improving our team, and I think that might inform some of the directions we might go in the draft, which is coming up at the end of April, I believe it's April 29th and 30th, May 1st maybe, 29th, 30th, and May 1st. Would you like to know what those positions are? What? Would you like to know what positions those are?
1: What positions?
0: We need a starting left tackle.
1: Wait, are you on the mock draft?
0: I'm not looking at a mock draft right now. I'm just listing the things that we probably want to target in the draft. Uh. So we need a starting left tackle. Since Eric Fisher is still injured and no longer on the team. So uh, this is definitely a very, very good offensive tackle draft class. There may be some players available when the Chiefs select. Uh, Obviously, some of the top ones will be off the board since the Chiefs are picking so late in the draft. But it's a deep year.
1: What number are we?
0: We are drafting number 31 out of 32 teams.
1: So Buccaneers draft last. Yeah. Yay, but we're right after them because...
0: We were right before them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I mean. Okay. But it's because we went to the Super Bowl, but we lost. So that Correct. means So that means the year before, the 49ers were second to last, and we were the last.
0: Correct. 49ers actually ended up trading up a few picks.
1: Boom. With us?
0: Not with us. With a different team. So, also, some area, another area on the team where we will likely be adding some more players. The X wide receiver is a position that we need to fill.
1: What's an X wide receiver? Uh,
0: an X wide receiver is usually a player who is more what's called possession-oriented. Um, they are usually a little bit more kind of physically imposing, a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit more muscular. Not necessarily as fast or as quick as uh, the Z receiver. Um, So obviously we've got our speed guy and Tyreek Hill on one side. So Sammy Watkins had been the one that was playing the X receiver. And one of the things about... Andy Reid's system and scheme and the, play, the personnel that he likes is he still likes very, very quick players, people that are good route runners, can move in and out uh, of their breaks very quickly and uh, create separation uh, just through kind of physical skills. So uh, another good thing for the Chiefs in this upcoming draft, it is a very, very, very deep wide receiver draft class. Wow, There are probably a couple of guys that might be there when the Chiefs pick at the end of the first round that would fit the bill. Uh, And then there'll definitely be some players in the second or third day that could probably also fit the bill. May not be ready right out of the gates, though. Another position that they could use some additional players is the defensive end or edge across from Frank Clark. Wait, what? The edge or the defensive end across from Frank Clark. Last year, they had Tano Passagno starting there. Uh, Alex Okafor also spent some time over there. I didn't mention Alex Okafor as a departure because he's still sitting out there as a free agent. Technically could be re-signed by the Chiefs, but it has not happened at this point. But I think they would be looking for an upgrade. Did over, we cut him? Uh, no, he was a free agent, so his contract ended. Wow. We have not re-signed him, so he's just considered a free agent, but we did not cut him. All those guys that I said that we cut, they technically had a contract still. Um, they were supposed to be on our team this upcoming season, but we... Excited to cut them to save some money. Also, good for the Chiefs. It is a very, very deep edge class. There's not really the super high-end, top-end talent that's expected to go in the top 10 picks of the draft, but it is a very, very deep class. And... Uh, there is a specific type of defensive end that uh, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo usually uh, drafts and usually has play in his defenses. And that particular type of defensive end, there are a lot of prospects that kind of meet those criteria in this draft. So it's another good thing for the Chiefs. There are definitely a few guys that could be there at the time that the Chiefs pick, 31, uh, but there'll definitely be players there a little bit further on down the draft in day two and day three. Now for some additional positions here where we may not necessarily need a starter, but we definitely need some depth. Uh, one of those positions would be center. So I mentioned before that Austin Blythe was signed uh, earlier this off season. So he is an okay center. Uh, if he's your starter, you're Okay. But there's definitely uh, room for improvement, I will say that. And this draft class uh, does not have any premier prospects at the center position. It's unlikely that anybody will go in the first round. There's a player named Landon Dickerson who has all of the traits that you would want uh, to be a first-round draft pick as a center, but... He has a significant injury history. I believe four of his last six seasons playing football have ended in injury. Uh, And as a team that had many injury problems along the offensive line, to the point that four of our starting five offensive linemen were not the ones that started the season there, um, I think... We will probably be trying to avoid players who are injury prone. Um, But this draft, as I've mentioned a few other times, has quite a few center prospects that will fit into the scheme that the Chiefs like to run, which is kind of a zone-based blocking scheme. Usually means lighter, more agile players uh, are are used uh, as a part of the scheme. And there are actually quite a few centers who uh, meet that criteria in the draft. Next up, linebacker. So the Chiefs don't usually use three linebacker sets all that often. Most of the time, they will either have two linebackers on the field or sometimes in their dime sets, they've only got one linebacker on the field at a time. So more than likely... The two linebackers that they will have on the field most of the time are Anthony Hitchens, and hopefully moving into the space vacated by Damian Williams, who left via free agency to the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be Willie Gay, who was drafted in the second round last year. Definitely showed some flashes in the opportunities he was given, um, but wasn't on the field unless there were three linebackers on the field. Which
1: uh. I watched last year's draft, but since we were last um i i really it was my bedtime, if I have to admit, it was my bedtime before the chiefs came
0: yeah, and uh, it takes
1: so long it takes like more than three hours like,
0: yes, it does
1: like more it's like mm-hmm. more like five hours
0: yep, and definitely with the chiefs picking last, that meant it was like ten thirty or eleven o'clock Whoever's at night before we made the pick
1: I don't know how I wouldn't pass out.
0: That's just how they schedule them.
1: Because if your brain is moving that much, then you're just like, like who should? you're just looking. And like, if your brain's moving that much, it's just, you pass out. After five hours, I would pass out.
0: I did not pass out. I was raring to go. I was ready for the Chiefs to make their picks.
1: I hadn't slept. Like I woke up at like three, three o'clock that morning. I did not get good sleep. So yeah, I've
0: yeah. done that before on draft day, but usually it's to try and catch a plane to go to the draft. Uh, I've done that several times.
1: You should and, you should sleep on the plane.
0: Um. Don't usually end up sleeping on the plane, uh, just because I'm don't I, I have a hard time falling asleep on airplanes.
1: I've have, I have a hard time even getting tired on planes.
0: You just have a hard time being tired in general.
1: Good point. <laughs> the only the only time I'm tired is on Fridays and that's because of school.
0: Yeah. So, back to the Chiefs. Linebacker depth. Willie Gay hopefully will be slotted into the spot vacated by Damian Wilson. Um They have brought back Ben Neiman, who was kind of their dime linebacker last year. Hopefully he is not their dime linebacker this year because I think he definitely uh, was exposed quite a few times as somebody who was not great in coverage.
1: What's a dime Uh, LB?
0: A dime linebacker. So a dime is a configuration of the defense um, where... The personnel is different from the normal defensive package. So normally for the Chiefs defense, there are four defensive linemen, right? Mm-hmm. You got two defensive ends and two defensive tackles. Then you'll have three linebackers on the field. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have four defensive backs, two corners and two safeties. Mm-hmm. Now there's a defense that's called a nickel defense. And on the nickel defense, usually what happens is one of those linebackers will come off the field, and they will put an extra defensive back on there. Usually a corner. The Chiefs actually like to run it where there's an extra safety on the on the field.
1: You're still like looking at me.
0: And uh, so that's the nickel one, the nickel defense. Mm -hmm. Now the dime defense, they actually take another one of the linebackers off of the field. And that just leaves one linebacker on the field, and they replace it with another defensive back.
1: Hmm. Why do I keep crossing my eyes at you?
0: I don't know. But anytime that you have one linebacker who's on the field in those dime formations, usually you like that that linebacker to be fairly decent at covering uh, receivers, whether that be tight ends or... Uh, Running backs out of the backfield, or if you're in zone coverage, just covering your area of the field. I thought that was an area that he kind of struggled with last year. So, um, hopefully, the Chiefs can find somebody to replace him, whether that be Willie Gay or somebody who is not yet on the roster. But uh, I think definitely when Ben Neiman was on the field last year, uh, he was somebody who got targeted quite a bit.
1: As in like he... He was. There were people that tried to
0: hurt him? There were people, that, specifically the quarterbacks. Um, they like to find the matchups where they think that their player is better than the defense's player. And in any scenarios where Ben Neiman was the person that was supposed to be covering either the tight end or the running back um, or just a specific area of the field, the quarterback felt like they had the advantage. So a lot of the times when he was out on the field, um, quarterbacks would try and throw at him, and they were successful a a, a good chunk of the time. So, uh, But once you get past Anthony Hitchens, Willie Gay, and Ben Neiman, there really isn't a ton on the roster currently. You've got Dorian O'Daniel, who was part of the 2018 draft class much scrutinized draft class that really hasn't yielded many results, uh, outside of, you know, a starter and kind of, uh, situational player, Derek naughty, a very effective run stuffer, a defensive tackle. Most of the rest of the guys who are still around from that draft are mostly used on special teams, which you'd like to see a little bit more out of your draft picks than just special teams, especially when you're talking about third rounders. Um, you know, fourth rounders, um, even into the fifth.
1: So, do, do we still have Pringle?
0: We do still have Pringle.
1: Oh, uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting flashbacks of his run, his his uh, return against the Broncos.
0: That was a good return. Yeah. So, if we don't end up adding any more receivers to the roster, there's a definite possibility that he could be somebody who ends up taking that X wide receiver position that I was talking about earlier. Pringle. Bringle. It's a possibility. If we do do that, though, he probably won't be playing very much on special teams, which means we'd probably need to find a different returner.
1: He's a returner currently?
0: Bringle? Yes. He does our kickoff returns currently. Hmm. So, uh, back to the linebackers, as I was talking about before. The... Uh, the depth outside of the the three guys that I just mentioned doesn't have a ton of experience uh, of playing uh, within the defense, um, so I think there's definitely the opportunity to uh, add some some talent there. Uh, we also have a position um, potentially opening up after the next year uh, for. Anthony Hitchens. He's been, he finally started to kind of get to his, um, kind of his expected level when he was originally signed a few years ago this past season, but he's a very expensive player and he's no longer kind of a three down linebacker. It's not great in coverage, uh, but he's very, very good at kind of being the leader of the defense, um, Referring to not necessarily kind of the heart and soul of the defense, which I think would definitely be the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. Um, but more so, he's the one who kind of gets everybody organized. Um, so he's kind of like the quarterback of the defense, I think would probably be the best way to say it. He's got the green dot on his helmet, so he's the one who's relaying the, the defensive play calls to the rest of the defenders before the play.
1: The 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 real reason why he's called the honey badger, honey badger stink, He stinks after every game because he works really, really hard.
0: You think that's why he's called the honey badger? No.
1: (laughs) You already told me it's because he looks like a honey badger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When he was in college, he had some shorter hair, but it was the the middle part right in the middle was dyed blonde while the rest of it was really, really short. So he kind of looked like a honey badger. So he got nicknamed the honey badger and it stuck
1: like that forever
0: yeah (laughs) all right so as i was talking about anthony hitchens uh there are still quite a few people who believe that hitchens is overpaid and the chiefs are not getting their their value out of the contract for what they're paying for him and so after this upcoming season is really the first time that it would make sense from a financial perspective to cut Anthony Hitchens. However, if that were to happen, we would need a new middle linebacker, a new person who would kind of be that quarterback of the defense. And that's usually not something you can draft and have that person take over from day one. So if that was going to happen, if we were going to get that replacement for Hitchens, we probably would need to draft them this year. Mm -hmm. So how does the linebacker draft class look? There's a few guys that could probably do it.
1: From the face that you're giving me right now, I'm going to say it's not so good.
0: Not really, no. <laughs> From a, specifically looking at a middle linebacker type linebacker, um, there's probably only a few guys in this draft who might be able to move into that spot. Um, and there's no guarantee that those players will still be there by the time the Chiefs pick at 31. Outside of that, there are some linebackers who will fit different roles. Uh, They've got some guys that are good in coverage, so that might be good options for uh, the dime linebacker that I was talking about before. Um, But usually those players may not have a ton of strength, may not be great against the run in those scenarios. Um, So probably not going to find a developmental middle linebacker Uh, later on in the draft. If we want to get one of those, it's probably going to have to come kind of early. Next position that we could probably use a little bit more depth in is cornerback. So the Chiefs still have Jarius Sneed, who they drafted last year in the fourth round and was the rare day three draft pick who made an impact as a rookie. He's probably now the best corner on our roster, and hopefully he will continue to grow and get better when he comes into his second year. Also still on the roster, we have got Charvarius Ward, uh, who uh, was a restricted free agent, and the Chiefs decided to re-sign To a one-year deal, um, so those two will definitely be starters. I think. Also, still on the roster, we got Rashad Fenton. It was a draft pick in the 2019 draft. Uh, he's gotten a few opportunities uh, in the back in the defensive backfield, and has played pretty well when given the opportunity, but. Uh, Probably best suited in the nickel role. Um, He actually has spent a little bit of time kind of in the role going back between nickel, corner, uh, and kind of a safety a little bit. Um, I know that's a a role that Steve Spagnuolo has liked using in the past. Um, He had Kyle Fuller do that a little bit in the Super Bowl year. Um, So I think Fenton is definitely somebody that could do that. After you get behind Fenton, uh, probably your next uh, option would be DeAndre Baker, who actually is a, kind of an interesting story on how he ended up with the Chiefs. was originally drafted in the 2019 draft, I believe, by the New York Giants in the first round. He was the first corner that was selected in the draft. Um, and then a very, very odd off-the-field incident occurred where he was actually um, arrested for robbery when it turned out he was the one who was getting robbed and somebody was attempting to blackmail him. So in the confusion about what actually happened, the Giants ended up cutting him from the team and that was to the benefit of the Chiefs. By the time the situation resolved itself, DeAndre Baker uh, decided he wanted to become a part of the Chiefs roster. And signed with the practice squad uh, a few weeks into the year last year. Um, Was, you know, spent some time getting to know the defense, understanding how the scheme worked, uh, and was actually able to get onto the field in week 17. Unfortunately for DeAndre Baker, a really, really weird, weird uh, fracture of his leg occurred during that game. And he had to get carted off the field. So, unfortunately for him, uh, he had to have surgery in the offseason, still working on rehabbing.
1: You, ne- you never even want to see the cart.
0: Yeah, it's never a good situation when the cart has to come out. But uh, as he works on his rehab, hopefully he can, he can uh, continue to rehab and get better, and he will be uh, available for the Chiefs um, around training camp uh, so that he might be able to contribute uh, during the season. So, one name that is absent from that area of the roster is Bashad Breland, who has kind of been a mainstay over the past couple of years, uh, in our defensive backfields at this point, he is still a free agent. So I definitely would not say that it's out of the realm of possibility that he could end up back with the chiefs, but I think there is one more spot that's available, um, on the roster it would probably be good to get another one. Uh, just, you know, in case an injury happens, you don't want to have to rely on DeAndre Baker being healthy if he's not actually there yet. Um, so I think, you know, the Chiefs actually did talk to, um, I believe it was Kwan Williams from the 49ers. who's was a really good nickel cornerback. And uh, he. He decided to re-sign with the 49ers. So it's definitely an area that the Chiefs know they do need to address. And uh, in the upcoming draft, probably the first four rounds or so, there are quite a few corner prospects that I think would definitely fit the Chiefs' mold. Um, they really could add um, in the nickel or on the outside uh, a, a corner. Either one of them you know, would be able to provide depth for the team. If they were able to get a nickel cornerback, that would allow them to move Legarius Snead out to the outside. Um, but if you know they were only able to get another outside corner, that would uh, you know Snead could stay covering the slot, and still be very very effective. I agree. The last position that I think there is really glaring uh, issue with is the tight end depth chart. So, Travis Kelsey had the best season, at least from a receiving tight end in the history of the NFL.
1: Yep, 1,200 1, yards.
0: I think he actually ended up with over 1,400 yards. Maybe not quite.
1: Wait, hang on, that's 1,400.
0: So, he had the single season record for receiving yards by a tight end during the regular season. And then he set a record for most yards for regular season and playoffs. For a tight end. So he now holds both of those records. The problem is. We have not gotten much production. From the tight end position. Outside. Of Travis Kelsey. It's great that he has been so productive. Uh, Gives him a nice little safety valve. Anytime Patrick Mahomes needs to find somebody open. Usually Travis Kelsey is.
1: The bros.
0: The bros. (laughs) Um, But. I think there's another facet to the offense that really hasn't been unlocked because any other tight end that ends up out in the field, uh, kind of in the 12 personnel really hasn't been much of a threat from the receiving perspective. So Blake Bell has probably been the best one at that kind of during the Mahomes era, but he didn't really have a ton of stats as a receiver. Um, I did mention Blake Bell is now back, so I think he definitely has a spot on this roster. I think he will supplant Nick Kaiser, who was the tight end two last season. Kaiser, I think, now is kind of in a, in a battle for his, his job on the roster. Um, but
1: Who is that against?
0: Um, so we have signed a few different tight ends. So we still got Nick Kaiser. Um, then we had some guys on the practice squad um, named Sean Culkin. Uh, he was a tight end from Missouri. He came out in the 2017 NFL draft. He's kind of been bouncing around the league, not a ton of uh, production there.
1: Speaking of Missouri.
0: He did play at the University of Missouri. He was a Tiger. Uh, also on yeah, the practice Kansas. squad and signed to a futures contract was Evan Bayless. He's a tight end from the Oregon Ducks also came out in the 2017 draft class. He really hasn't gotten a ton of time on anybody's team. Um, He's kind of bounced around from practice squad to practice squad um, and really hasn't gotten, you know, a ton of exposure. Uh, And then the last one, kind of a wild card, I would say, is Jody Fortson. So Jody Fortson was kind of a big, rocked-up wide receiver, very tall, very muscular, not the greatest athlete for the wide receiver position, um, but there has been kind of rumors or stories, reporting that's been done uh, throughout the course of the 2020 season that while Jody Fortson was on the practice squad this past year, he was practicing as a tight end. So that's interesting because I think there's definitely the possibility that were he able to get in and... Kind of use the receiving prowess that he does have at that tight end position. Uh, that definitely could be the type that would add kind of a new facet, a different facet to our offense. Um, as I mentioned before, Andy Reid really doesn't like to have kind of the slow wide receivers, kind of the the jump ball type receivers. Um, who don't also have the ability to separate uh, you know, from route running or just you know, uh, athletic skills. Um, if there's a guy who doesn't create a ton of separation but is in good in jump ball situations, that's usually not what Andy Reid likes. Um, so Jody Fortson kind of falls underneath that category. He's a big dude. He's great in jump ball situations, but he doesn't have jo- great athleticism.
1: What's a jump ball?
0: So that is where uh, a quarterback sees that there are two players right next to each other. So there will be the defender and the wide receiver right next to each other. And so he throws the ball up into the air, and you don't really know when the quarterback throws it if it's going to get caught or not because it seems like both guys are kind of right there. So it usually comes down to who can jump to the highest point and catch the ball, or who can be physical enough to uh, make space for themselves to be able to catch the ball in the air. It's
1: like push the defender off. It's like push the defender off.
0: Not necessarily, but that is something that, that those players can do. But those, those wide receivers usually don't have uh, much space in the Andy Reid offense. So that's, that's where Jody Fortson sits right now. Um, but if you move him over to the tight end position, he no longer becomes a slow and plodding athlete. For a tight end, he's actually fairly decent as an athlete. Um, he's a very, very slow wide receiver, probably about average as a tight end. So using the skills that he has to high point the ball um, and make sure that he's always the one that comes down with it might actually be beneficial uh, if he was in the tight end role. One thing we don't know, however, is how good of a blocker he is.
1: I thought you were going to say how to get rid of COVID.
0: Nobody knows how to do that.
1: I mean, I think China did. Nope. So nobody's done it? Not 100%. China's pretty close.
0: So anyway, there really isn't anybody uh, on the roster who is slam dunked to take over that tight end two role from um, Blake Bell. Uh, Again, if we look at the draft, there are a few players out there who definitely could fit uh, a role within the Kansas City offense. There's a few guys um, who might be there when the Chiefs pick at 31 or even at 63 in the second round or 94 in the third round who could fit the bill. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end in the draft this upcoming year. He's unlikely to make it out of the top 10. So he's definitely not going to be an option for the Chiefs. But I think every other available tight end should be there when they pick in the first round. And I would bet most of them are still there uh, when their pick comes around in the second round. There's probably a few guys that would fit their system. Uh, so there is the possibility that even in day three, You could find somebody who would be able to fit the role of a developmental tight end, you know, that could stick on the end of the roster while they're working on, you know, getting better and improving and becoming the tight end, too. So I think that is a great rundown, current status of the Chiefs roster, where they've made improvements, where we've seen some people leave. And uh, where we think they still need to make more improvements. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the Chiefs roster?
1: No, but I have something to say about the Chiefs. What's that? Let's go Chiefs!
0: Chiefs. What does Andy Reid say?
1: I forgot the sentence.
0: How about those...
1: Chiefs! Okay, I'm out. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. So we appreciate you hanging in there with us. It's kind of a long one, um, but we wanted to make sure we covered all of our bases here in the first official episode, full-length episode of the Chiefs Business Podcast. Um, We are still working on getting everything set up on a bunch of the different podcasting platforms know for sure right now we are on Spotify. We are on Pocket Casts. We are working on getting onto Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and hopefully uh, in the very near future, we will be available wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, we'd really appreciate it uh, if you would hit the subscribe or the follow uh, button. That way you can get notifications whenever there is a new podcast available for you to download and listen. And if you are on a platform that allows you to rate and review, we would appreciate any feedback that you can give us. We want to make sure that we are providing you guys with great information on the Chiefs. Anything else you'd like to add, Gavin?
1: How about those two?
0: Chiefs? We appreciate you tuning in this evening. We will catch you next time.